Welcome everyone to mini episode Entertainment Buffet podcast number three. That's right. We're going to be dropping mini episodes uh, maybe every other week, every few weeks, um, where I'm going to be breaking down uh, what I've been watching, what I've been reading, and if video games, what I've been playing, you know, just all the all the pop culture media, what I've been up to. Would love to hear what you guys are doing in turn while I'm doing those. And if anyone checks out what I recommend, would love to know what you think. Uh, before we get started, if you are uh, checking this out uh, when this drops on Monday, November 15th, if you're in the Chicago area on Wednesday, November 17th, uh, Entertainment Buffet is uh, bringing back one of its live shows. We haven't done uh, one of these shows since January 2020. That show is Brews and Bad Movies. That show features a stand-up comedy show, followed by we screen a bad movie and those comedians that performed then will be roasting the movie yes it's similar to mystery science theater but um yeah it's it's uh gonna be so much fun uh we have great comedians on that show it's at lincoln lodge in chicago i'm gonna put the link for the Eventbrite uh in the podcast episode description below so uh if you want to come support entertainment buffet tickets are selling so uh, grab those before we sell out um but yeah, guys, uh, it's been a couple of weeks, uh, and I've been uh, consuming many forms of media. Um, uh, but right before, uh, I should also say, uh, I know people, oh, uh, all the ads up front, how could you, how could you? I mean, guys, we, we want to support the things we enjoy. So if you enjoy this, please support us. Uh, some of the ways that you can support Entertainment Buffet uh, are free to you. Um, if you go to Entertainment Buffet on YouTube and just really watch any of our videos, especially podcasts like this one, um, if you listen to me on there, You'll be supporting us because we are monetized with YouTube. We do have the partnership with them. And so if you watch videos that add money, we'll get some some money from Google. Um, you know, Google's got plenty, <laughs> plenty to give out. Um, so it's that's no cost to you. Um, I understand it could be a hard time financially to support things you enjoy. I know that's something that I've struggled with in the past, uh, but that is a free way you could support us. Another way is if you happen to be looking for glasses, if you happen to be shopping for them, uh, there's a link below to Zenny Optical. Zenny Optical is a sponsor of Entertainment Buffet. Um, we would really appreciate if you use that link in the description below because um, any purchases you make with Zenny through that link, a percentage comes back to uh, Entertainment Buffet. Um, but yeah, guys, I do have to say, if you're watching the video form, I'm wearing one of the glasses. Uh, I may do my own video where I just I break down. I have like uh, like 12 pairs I've gotten over the last handful of years. Because um, fun fact, if you have an HSA or FSA with your insurance at work, you can use that on glasses. So just get your prescription from your eye doctor, and then you can upload that onto Zenny and get yourself glasses for, seriously, uh, I had, I've had a pair be $40. I've had a pair be $60. And you know what that isn't? Hundreds of dollars like you'll spend anywhere else uh, because, unfortunately, Luxottica is a monopoly that owns most of the brands and most of the stores that most of us shop at. Therefore, they jack up the prices unnecessarily. So please support Zenny because they give us reasonable prices for quality glasses. Um, but yeah, 
Um, and that's how you can support Entertainment Buffet. We'd really appreciate it if you do. Let's go ahead and jump into what I've been watching, what I've been doing, what I've been reading. So first off, movies. What have I been watching since the last time we checked in? On, I believe it was... October 29th or so. Um, I saw the Netflix original movie, The Harder They Fall. Uh, this was with Jonathan Majors, uh, Regina King, um, and Idris Elba. This is a Western. Um, man, this one, I I enjoyed a lot. Um, I will say I watched it with my partner, and she wasn't quite getting the same vibe I was. But uh, th this is a Western that it's a pretty straightforward story. I will just say, no, spo no spoilers, it's a revenge story. But the thing is, uh, I, I hope I pronounced the director's name right. I, I think it's James Samuel, um, but James is spelled a little bit differently. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. He brings so much style and like flair to this. Like You can just tell he sets a tone and he keeps that throughout the whole movie. Um, it's a lot of fun. The performances are great. Um, like I said, if you're looking for a different type of story, you don't like gruesome revenge stories, this isn't for you. Um, but it's so nice seeing a uh, pretty much predominantly all black cast um, where they don't really acknowledge because like this is in the Old West where the... <laughs> Uh, that wasn't exactly, you know, it's not the same as Django Unchained, where people are riding around saying the N-word nonstop and treating uh, black people horribly. Um, this is a different type of story where most of this world that we see is uh, black people, both good, bad, everything in between. And I just personally enjoy when we can see diverse films and we don't make a big deal about it. Like, I just want to watch the characters. I want to watch the director do their thing. I want to watch the cinematography, the action sequences, the score, all that stuff. I want to enjoy the movie um, without being preached about whatever the thing is. But I also support things being more diverse, both you know, gender, uh, sexuality, um, race, uh, all the above. I, I, I don't want all white people anymore. I'm sick of it, even as a white person. Um, <laughs> the Heart of They Fall is on Netflix. Go check it out. I think it's a lot of fun. Another random one that I, I, I finished was I caught on Amazon Prime uh, the original, uh, or there may be a few, uh, but the one from 1974, Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, this one, you know, I, I saw the Kenneth Branagh one from a handful of years ago, um, but this one is Sidney Lumet, um, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is, I, I like the story of the murder on the Orient Express, you know, a, a large ensemble of characters are trapped in the middle of nowhere in the snow on a train, someone is murdered, and of course, uh, Inspector Perot. Uh, is on the train and has to solve the murder. Um, the performance uh, by, I believe it's Albert Finney, um, it's, I don't know, guys, it's it's hit or miss. I'm sure there are some people out there like, oh, it's so quirky and fun, where me, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm getting sick of this. Uh, I wanted to finish it, though, give it a chance, because um, I believe he was nominated for this role. Um, and he certainly goes deep into the shtick he the gimmick he finds with the role but it's it's nothing that i personally enjoyed uh it's like i said it's gonna be hit or miss it's one of those things some performances are like yeah that's fine but this one is really hit or miss you're either going to love it or you're going to be annoyed by it i was unfortunately on the side that was annoyed by it um 
I, I, I'm sure like some people say like, oh, well, that's the character from the book and that's how he is. And it's like, okay, that doesn't mean I got to like the performance that it was done by. So uh, Murder on the Orient Express, still interesting story uh, and uh, enjoyable to watch. Just the main performance that is pretty heavily used throughout just gets old after a while for me. Uh, moving on to TV shows that I've been watching, I have continued my rewatching of Game of Thrones. I am now about midway through season seven out of eight of Game of Thrones, and I think when I'm completing this, I'm going to have to find a definitive list of like the seasons ranked. Because, man, guys, if you really watch Game of Thrones again, um, I think there's some times where we just we latch on to like the goods, and we uh, but or some people latch on to the bads. Um, but like guys, the show was good and bad throughout. Just like Star Wars, just like Lord of the Rings, just like everything. Like there's flaws, there's positives. Uh, Game of Thrones is one of my favorite shows of all time, probably only behind Seinfeld. Um, so I'll probably continue to rewatch this for the rest of my life, and I'll probably watch the spinoff series, whether it's prequels or sequels or uh, whatever. Um, but unfortunately, the thing that bugs me is there's sometimes where the pacing of certain character storylines is just rough like if you look at for example season six um daenerys that is where uh you know spoiler alert for game of thrones that's where she's captured by the dothraki and then she has to outsmart them burn them alive walk out of the fire and then uh that's episode four so she doesn't return to marine till episode nine so no joke, she's just traveling that whole time. One episode, she gets on her dragon. There's some episodes we don't see her. Then she arrives at the end of eight, uh, but she doesn't really do anything till nine. It's just like, are you kidding me? Like, how can you have a character just have a few episodes and then disappear for like four and then come back at the end? It just felt like they're really spinning their wheels. They were trying to stretch things along before catching up where George R. R. Martin's books left off. Um, so that's just one example. I'm going to do a separate video probably all on Game of Thrones and my, my ranking of the eight seasons because uh, it's quite difficult. Every season has some good storylines. Uh, every season has some bad storylines. But one thing, if you're unsure about what game of thrones uh if you're hating on the ending guys you have to put up the appreciation for the acting involved you have to put appreciation for the wardrobe the production uh the cinematography the locations uh just the world really immense it just pulls you in and you feel immersed in it and i think that for that reason alone it's very very much worth checking out game of thrones and if you did check it out it's worth watching again um for all uh, like yeah i understand if you don't like the ending i understand if you don't like the writing of some of the characters uh that db weiss and david benioff uh took you know some liberties with but you need to watch it for everything else because everyone else just just killed it uh as far as um that goes but um yeah, so what have I... Uh, I've been playing a little video games. What have I been playing? I've been playing Uncharted. I finished Uncharted 3. Um, and I'm going to be starting Uncharted 4 soon. Um, my main thoughts on Uncharted 3 are uh, a lot of fun. Um, but the thing I have to say, and I, I'm sure this is old news for some people who have played the Uncharted games years ago, but it's they're new to me, uh, is 
I can't stand how they all pretty much follow the same formula, which is um, he goes after this mystical thing, but then there's an evil reason why he can't do the bring the mystical like golden thing. And then he has to save the day. And it's just like, I really hoped by the third one, they would change it up. I haven't watched the fourth one, but I hope they change it or excuse me. I haven't played the fourth one. I hope they change it up because it just, it's gotten repetitive. Like the, the games are fun, but also do you have so many options with adventure things. So, uh, yeah, but, Oh, and TV, I also did finish season one of Why the Last Man, uh, which actually it may be the only season of Why the Last Man, at least from this adaptation that was done on FX on Hulu. Um, yeah, guys, uh, like I, I think I said before with Why the Last Man, it is there are positives and there are negatives to the adaptation. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and just jump into my thoughts on the comic book. So I finished all 60 issues of why the last man, um, I think last time I did a check-in, I was coming up on the end of two. So I finished book two, I finished book three, I finished, uh, um, volume four and then also volume five which like i said all of these are comprised total of a 60 issue story of why the last man man look how thick these are can't believe i did <laughs> can't believe i did all that reading in just like a couple weeks uh but yeah um why the last man i think it has some tragic stuff at the end but also i'm glad it kind of does a flash forward to show you what the future looks like in this world that you know um everyone with a y chromosome died uh there's a character death that upset me but I, it's obviously supposed to upset you um i wasn't a huge fan on how they put two characters together sort of like lovingly um it's not that i don't like the idea of those two together i just i don't think it was mapped out well you know <laughs> like they had 60 issues to, to to handle this love story and there's moments here and there that work but there's a lot of times where they're kind of antagonistic to each other and i just would have wanted more bonding so that it makes more sense at the end when they say they love each other um yeah i the ending of why the last man i i, I it's worth the journey you know it's 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 a wild ride. I will say uh, out of all the volumes, um, I enjoyed probably like volume four and maybe like volume three and or five the best. Um, two and four. Uh, I also like two. two. It's hard to say because <laughs> they're obviously like 12 issue runs um, for those, but uh, it, it's, there are some ups and downs. Uh, there are some times where just like, just like a TV show, there's some good seasons and there's some bad seasons. Um, uh, there's some good adaptations to the television show of Why the Last Man, but there's also some things that are clearly better in the book. I don't really like comparing adaptations too much because they're two different mediums. They have two different rules. Uh, uh, comic, you can literally do anything because you're drawing it, whereas a show, you have budgetary and logistical things that you have to worry about. But either one, I think, are worth checking out. Why the Last Man, especially as the graphic novel series, is worth the read. Um, I know comic books can be very... Um, I know comics comics can be very intimidating to get into 
there's a lot to there's obviously people think about Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, X-Men, you know, they've been around for closer to a hundred years. There's thousands of issues of different writers and artists and stuff over the years. But honestly, uh, for me personally, I've latched onto ones that I know have a definitive end. And uh, usually it's the creative team had a, an arc and a plan. Um, and why The Last Man is, is like that. Uh, they Clearly there was a through line, um, something that they were going for. It, it takes over a long period of time, um, covers a lot of different ways to show this world. Like what would our world look like with everyone with a Y chromosome besides like two people dying. It's, it's, it's insane. Um, you know, how food almost becomes currency because like who cares about money when there's only so much, you know, canned food, only so much access to fresh food. It's, it's, it's such an interesting study into that. And so I think that is very much worth checking out um if you guys haven't um and, and you know what you know you don't have to pick up the whole thing you know you don't need the omnibus with all 60 issues pick up the first uh whether it's a trade paperback that has you know a handful of issues or what i did where the first volume had 10 12 issues give it a try you don't like it you can always what i do is like you sell it back to a comic book shop if it's in good condition they'll give you a small percentage back um it's not a lot but you could just use that percentage to buy another book you may like um what else have I been reading? Okay, well, last time I was on uh, volume five uh, so of Chu. So Chu, uh, how they did their volumes were uh, five issue trade paperbacks. Um, and there's also 60 issues to this arc. I read volume six through 12. <laughs> also could not put this book down. Uh, and so... One thing that happened was last time I said, you know what, uh, Volume 4 Flambe and Big League Chew are not my favorites. And so I decided to actually sell those back to a comic book shop. And so I could use that money to buy the next Why the Last Man, buy the next issues of Chew. And I said, I'll keep the ones I, I really want to reread or I want someone else to read. And the crazy thing is, 6 through 12... I want to keep them all. <laughs> and now I think I'm going to go back and get four and five just so I have the whole collection because I've already kept one through three. Um, but yeah, uh, volume six space cakes is especially a favorite. Um, that's where uh, they really bring uh, Tony Chu's sister, uh, Antoinette, who also goes by Tony with an eye. They bring her to a forefront and they just make her such a fucking lovable character. Like I wish I could meet her. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, there's things that I enjoy in all of this, you know, uh, volume seven, I believe it was volume seven or eight had a big twist on a death that threw me off. Um, yeah, this series, uh, Chew, all 12 volumes. I, uh, I'm sad I'm done. <laughs> this may be my favorite comic book series. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little too long to call it a graphic novel, obviously, um, I think. But, man, I just... The tone is something that is so crazy because 
what happens in a lot of comics is whether an artist or a writer leaves and then the team kind of changes, the style changes, uh, it can really affect the book. Um, that's where, you know, some people it really makes or breaks. Uh, like I, I know I was reading one time a run of X-Men where all of a sudden the art changed and I was not into the new art. Uh, it was good art, but it was just hard for me to grasp what was happening. Chu has the same writer and artist for the whole thing. You know, occasionally another colorist helps, but for the most part, like it is the same vision uh, and same voice throughout, which is very, very key, I think, in most mediums, whether it's a television show or a comic book series, I'm sure, with book series as well. Um, wow. So Chu just has so many twists and turns um there are some very heartbreaking deaths there's some holy shit moments there's also so many times that i'd be sitting there and my partner she'd be like playing a video game or watching something doing something on her own while i'm reading and she'd just see me go just like ha uh stupid like it just would be cracking up uh it, it, it would also be, you know, dark and weird, and I didn't know where things were going. Um, and every time you would think, okay, I think I got an idea of where it's going, like, it doesn't go there. And, you know, there's a certain character that I thought would last all 12 volumes, uh, but there's a certain character that they take care of in volume 10, and then I'm like, man, where's volume 11 and 12 going to go? And then we take care of a certain character in volume 11. I'm like, where's 12 going to go? You know, like it just it just keeps hitting you with um, deaths and tragedy, but also twists and like conspiracy. And like, you know, this takes place in a world that this may seem like a silly premise, but it takes place in a world where there is an avian flu that basically the uh, millions of people around the world died in America in particular put a prohibition on chicken, anything related to chicken. And uh, what the reason why they did that is obviously uh, because so many people died of this avian flu. So they then um, made the Food and Drug Administration one of the highest levels of authority, you, you know, like almost higher than the FBI. Um, and yeah, uh, they also introduce countless characters with various eating powers, you know, people that can turn uh, asparagus into a superpower, people that can use uh, jelly bears or jelly bean, you know, uh, jello, you know, uh, people that if they eat something, they do this. Um, <laughs> they go so many places and God, it is a wild ride. Like I, I, at some point I'm going to want to reread the entire series again. Um, I really think that this series could work as like an animated, like HBO show or like someone where they would just let them, you know, go off the rails and be violent and weird like it is like i think i saw someone kind of describe it it's like they almost have like a tarantino vibe but then meets like a dark comedy but also police procedural vibe it just ah guys i <laughs> i can't stop gushing about chew enough um i mean the fact that like i said I own, this is 6 through 12, uh, I own 1 through 3 as well. I'm probably going to just buy back 4 and 5. The fact that I want to keep the whole series to possibly reread, isn't that like enough indication on the quality of it? Um, it's, yeah, it's wild. And I think the ending is just 
perfect. <laughs> it's just perfect. And then I read that the uh, writer said, like, that's how he always pictured the ending. He had, like, almost the last image pictured first, uh, which is crazy. Um, it, it, it For me wanting to work on some comic books myself, uh, it certainly is making me... Uh, just yeah think about w what's the last image of my story is going to be but uh, yeah guys that's what I've been watching that's what I've been reading that's what I've been playing what have you been doing in various forms of media please uh, comment uh, reach out to us entertainmentbuffet at gmail.com entertainmentbuffet on Facebook Instagram um, we'd love to hear from you what you're checking out what should we check out what should um, did you check out something I recommended and enjoy it? I'm not sure, but would love to hear about it. Um, yeah, guys, Bruce and Bad Movies coming back November 17th. And excited that 2022 most likely going to be bringing back that show, not just um, in Chicago, but possibly in suburbs of Chicago and hopefully other states uh, when it's safe to do so. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. I know it's been a while and, you know, episode 100 is coming. Um and uh, Jess will be making an announcement on uh, on something that's uh, some stuff that's going on with her, and so why she's going to be you know she's going to be stepping away. I'm just going to say it if you listen this far, uh, she's going to be stepping away uh, for a bit uh, to take care of some things, and um, she just has felt bad that it's been so long since we've been able to do a podcast. Um, so she wants me to move forward, and you know she's always welcome. She'll uh, she can come back whenever she wants in, in my book. Um, and yeah, uh, I frankly, I just want my friend uh, to take care of herself and take care of the things that are, you know, important to her, important to emotional, physical, mental health. Um, yeah, guys, I am going to be keeping the show going. I'm going to be bringing some more guests. Uh, I have Josh Sibley. We I've already recorded episode 100. I'm going to be dropping that when I can, but uh, hope you enjoy these minis in the meantime and also between the large episodes. Um, if you want to uh, reach out to us, we'd really appreciate it on uh, various topics you'd like to hear on the podcast. Thank you so much for your support uh, for Entertainment Buffet. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day whenever you're listening to this.